you know, we, we serve a God that is worthy. We serve a God that is worthy. We're going to talk a little bit about receiving fresh oil for the new year. We've got to get some things oiled up. Got to get some things flowing. Amen? We've got to, got to get some, some things ready to go. And, and I just, I, I have, how many of you, well, those of you that have been involved in the 21-day challenge, I have another challenge for you. Don't stop. The challenge is to take it six months. When you do that six months, and, then, and, and we're meeting Dad, we're meeting him not, not because of what he can do for us, but we're meeting him for who he is. Do you understand that? Our kids come to me not for what I can do for them, but who I am. Do you understand? In other words, we're, we're just not after Dad for what we can get from Dad. We're not seeking Daddy God for just what we can get from Him, but who He is. His being of who He is and who He is in our lives. Don't you know that the Bible says that you are to be a son of God? We're what? All sons of God or daughters. Is that okay? Sons and daughters. We're sons and daughters. Say, I'm a son. Now, if you're a girl, you can say, I'm a daughter. Okay, you're, we're, we're all sons and daughters of God. And that's, that's who Dad is. And we've got a, a shifting, a changing, a shaping that's taking place. And we're beginning to step into it. So we've been, for 21 days, we've been going after some things of the Lord. And, um, and I don't know about you, but it has enriched my time with Dad. And I'm, I'm not going to stop. I, I don't want it just to be a 21-day challenge and then go back to the way things are. I want it to be a 21-day challenge that leads me into six months, and now all of a sudden, I've got to meet with Dad. There's times where we've been making, waking up at 1 and 2 o'clock in the morning and going, is it time, is it time? And there's times where it's like, no, Dad, I was going to meet with you at 4.30 this morning. You know what I mean? And it was 2.30, and I'm thinking, how many of you know we lay in bed? And, and Well, I do. Let me talk about me because I don't know about you. I lay in bed, and I think, oh, I, I, I just want another hour of sleep. <laughs> and I want another hour of sleep. And how many of you know I'll toss and turn for that hour? And finally, I, I, got, I got a strong amen up here. So, what, so finally what I do is when I'm just laying there and kind of wanting to have that extra hour of sleep, I just say, forget it. I'm going to get up now, right? Get up now and, and meet with Dad now. So anyways, I don't know about you, but I'm excited about it. And today I'm excited about the new year. There is a fresh wind. There is something new in the air. And maybe it's because we've been challenged for 21 days to, to get up and just sit in Dad's lap and, and just to seek Him. Or maybe we've done it. Or maybe we've done some of it and, and then we didn't do it and then we did do it. And, 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 but I want you to know that wherever you are on that, whether you completed it, whether you took the challenge and was able to complete it or you, you got caught up halfway through it or you started halfway into it, just keep seeking God. Amen? Turn to your neighbor and say, you seek him. Tell your neighbor, and you'll find him. You're going to seek him, and you're going to find him. Psalms 92. I want us to talk a little bit about being anointed with fresh oil. And today, I want you to receive personal ministry, personal anointing today. 
Each one of us, if you'll stay, you're going to have the opportunity to be anointed afresh and anew this morning. Where God's going to continue to bring fresh oil. He's going to continue to, to, to receive fresh oil. Psalms 92.10, it says this, But you have exalted my horn like the wild ox. I have been anointed with fresh oil. Say that part with me. I have been anointed with fresh oil. These are the words of David and their powerful words. How many of you know that personal revival begins with a fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit? A personal revival. David received this fresh oil that he talks about. So how do we receive this fresh oil? How do we receive this anointing? Now, I've been around the, the Pentecostal charismatic um, um, gatherings for, for quite some time, and there's many times that we can see an in, some people's interpretation of the anointing. Some people may shake, they may fall down, they may even laugh. Those may be manifestations of the anointing, and those, those are all good, but I want us to, to begin to look at some things today. I want us to get a very simple definition that we have of the anointing. I want to I give you a very simple definition of the anointing. If I could have you pull that up real quick. It's, it's basically the power of Christ that is in your life. Jesus Christ is the anointed one. Christ means anointing. Are you with me? He is the anointed one and his anointing. So the anointing can just very simply be the power of Christ that's in your life. Say power. I mean, we all need power, don't we? We all need to operate by power. And there's times that you know, that you know, that you know, that you're close to God, and God is with you, and you're strong, and you're powerful. We've all felt those times, haven't we? We've all had those times where it's like, oh, yeah, baby, I can take on the world. Bring it on. Bring it on. God is on you. You feel strong. You feel powerful because you're anointed. Say, I'm anointed. It's because you feel that way, and it's becoming tangible, and it's real. And it's basically Christ working in your life. We're to be the hands, the feet. We are to be what Christ needs to be on the earth. Are you with me? So we're anointed to be able to do these things. These experiences that we have should actually be normal Christianity. You're going to experience something today that I think we need to continually experience time and time again. How many of you know you should carry a fresh touch of God? When somebody rubs up against you, who is that I bumped into in the elevator? There was a fresh touch of God upon your life. Fresh touch of God that's on there. That should be what we carry all the time. The practice of anointing, it began just by not only by pouring a, uh, the oil on a person or an object, but it began when, when there were shepherds that needed the anointing. You could, actually, you could actually use the oil to pour on sheep. So they would take and they would soothe and they would heal the sheep. See, there were times where sheep would be there and flies and insects would try to gather and get in their eyes. And, and they would burrow in their ears. 
And David knew this because he would take the, the horn of the oil and it would pour it because you could mix other things with olive oil, other substances to be mixed with olive oil, and they would pour it in the, the sheep's ears and it would bring soothing, it would bring healing. They would rub it on their head and, and the flies wouldn't gather around the eyes any longer. So it could be a prophetic picture this morning. That when we anoint you with oil, there's things that try to keep us from seeing. The enemy tries to keep us from seeing the things of God. He, he tries to keep you from hearing the voice of God. He doesn't want you to, to know that, oh, that's God, and that's where we need to step in, that's what we need to do, or this is how we need to do it. But he wants to clear, God wants to clear your vision this morning. He wants to open up your hearing this morning. So David knew this. David understood this when he would be a shepherd and he would shepherd the sheep. How many sheep here would like to have some protection and healing? Yeah. He would bring that anointing all out and, and he, would, he, would, he would anoint the sheep. And that's what the enemy's trying to do. He's trying to attack our vision. He's trying to attack your hearing. But thank God for the Holy Spirit. Thank God that the Holy Spirit breaks those things off. And the Bible says that the anointing shall break the yoke. It breaks those things off. It destroys the yoke. Why? Because it's the power in that anointing. That you are anointed with power and then you're operating in the life of Christ and you're saying, I am going to become that believer that God wants me to become. Do you know that we should all have a fresh touch from God, a fresh anointing from God? There were times where it was just, they would, they would anoint people, they'd have ceremonies of anointing, and what they would do is they would only anoint people who might be priests or kings, special people. <laughs> they would anoint them because they were a prophet or a priest or a king. But how many of you know that, thank God for now, all of us can be anointed? Amen? All of us can be anointed. It just doesn't have to be a special group of people. The rest would just watch as this special group would get anointed. But not today. Because of what Jesus did. He says we're, we're all priests and kings. Come on. And we can be anointed. Turn with me to 2 Corinthians. And I want us to look at chapter 1. I want to just look at a couple verses. Um, 21 and 22. And it says, Now he who establishes or confirms us with you in Christ and anointed us is God who also sealed us and gave us the Spirit in our hearts at a pledge. Establish us as He confirms us. Who does that? It's, it's Dad. And He does that in Christ. These words being established or confirms us are really interchangeable words. You can see the same words of the sealing of God. You can see the same words, the anointing of God. You can see the same words, the power of God. Of the Holy Spirit. It's not just for some special group of believers. If you have Christ in your life, then you are entitled to a fresh new anointing. 
You are entitled to that. That's part of what Christ died for us to be able to receive a fresh new anointing. The Bible's made it very clear, Revelations 1, 6, that says that he has made us a kingdom of priests. Revelations 1, 6. Not just a few people carrying the anointing, but all of us. Turn to your neighbor and say he's talking about you. So the main question is, is how, how, how are we doing with our relationship? Are we operating in the power of Christ? Are we loving and forgiving? Are we releasing mercy and letting people go of the things that maybe they've held against us? Do we understand it and are we walking in it? There's three things this morning I want you to understand, if you will. Write these down. Number one, the first thing is that you need to know that this is available to you. It's available to who? To you. It's available to me. It's available to everybody. Not just the priests, not just the prophets, not just the kings can receive this anointing. Everybody can receive this anointing and should receive this anointing. Amen? The second thing that I want you to know is it has to be of value to you. There is value in the anointing. David knew this. He understood it. He valued the anointing. It was important to him. I mean, he had castles and he had positions and he was wealthy. And all those things didn't matter because when things got difficult, he said, God, don't take your spirit from me. All those things mattered to him. They were not important. They didn't matter to him. It was the anointing that David said, don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Well, let me go without it. It was important to him. It was the most important part of his life. He might have remembered when I was anointed on my head with oil when I was a young man. I still remember that anointing. I still remember that time. I still remember when I was set apart, and that is the wealth of my life, not castles and chariots and everything else. First Samuel chapter 16 is... The story of David when he was anointed. Samuel anointed him as king. And, and, and before he even stepped into it. Hello? So there's a principle there that says you might be anointed for something before you even step into it. So what about, what about that story? It's a beautiful story. And you get a chance, you should read it and, and see where Samuel went in. And he had heard the Lord that he was to anoint the next king. And he, and he looked at all of Jesse's brothers. And it was like, he's tall, handsome, strong. He's probably the one. He says, don't look at the appearance. And he looked at all of them and he's like, wait a minute, is there, is there another one? Well, you know, uh, David, he's um, you know, kind of a little runt. He is the youngest. I didn't think you really needed to, to see him. He's out taking care of the sheep. He was overlooked. Maybe in your life you've been overlooked. Maybe you've been passed up by jobs or promotions or something's been given to somebody else that maybe you were overlooked. David was overlooked. Samuel said, well, let's, let's, let's get him. Let's get him. Maybe this fresh anointing is going to bring you to the place where God's going to release some things in your life. And although you may have been overlooked, 
He's going to bring healing. Although you may have been passed by or somebody looked at the appearance instead of the heart that God says, I'm going to release my anointing, a fresh fire upon you today. David wasn't perfect to receive the anointing or to carry the anointing. And you don't have to be perfect to receive the anointing or carry the, perfect, the anointing. But what David did do is he valued it. He honored it. It had value and it had honor. And he didn't say, you know, when he sinned with Bathsheba and Dathan, the prophet, pointed it out to him and, and the Spirit of God spoke to David and it was like, Oh, Lord, don't take away my castle. Don't take away all my servants in the house, Lord. Don't take away my chariot. It wasn't that. It wasn't any of that. It was like, God, don't take away my anointing. Don't take away, don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Don't take that. Don't take those things. I remember when I was a kid and I was anointed. I remember that I was out and I was out tending to the sheep and I was anointing them because they were hurt. They had been attacked by the wolves. They were hurting. And David anointed them for healing. He valued that anointing and it was important to him It was important to him, kind of like a woman that has a wedding ring, that takes the wedding ring off and sets it on the counter to do the dishes. And then all of a sudden, later that afternoon, she says, Oh, it's gone. Where is it? Because it had value. And she goes back and says, Oh, there it is. And she gets it and she puts it back on her finger. Because it had value. It's that same example. That David valued the anointing. And we need to value the anointing. I know it's hard to live. In a world. Where you're different. You're different than other people. You're different because you believe in God. But we need to protect it. We need to protect that anointing. You carry that anointing with you throughout the week. Young men and women, you carry that anointing with you throughout the week. You carry that anointing with you. You carry that. You're a carrier of the anointing of God. Well, what happens when we sin? What happens when we miss the mark? And all of a sudden, we don't sense that power in our lives anymore. What happens when we sin or we feel like we're missing the blessing and the power is just not in our lives anymore. We go back to the Lord. And we get refreshed. And we get renewed. I want that fresh anointing again. I want that fresh anointing. So not only do we need to know that it's available to us, not only do we need to know that it needs to have value, it's important to us, we also know that we need to be renewed continually. We need to be renewed continually. The third thing is it has to be renewed continually. 
Oh, it's great when we can say, oh, you remember three months ago or six months ago or you remember a couple of a weeks ago when the power of God was just on me and I just, you know, I just loved it and I just sat in Daddy's lap and I just felt so good. Or do you remember three years ago when we were doing this and, and I just felt so good about the ministry and I, I felt strong in the Lord? Or do you remember when you first got saved? And you say, well, I remember 10 or 15 or 20 years ago, I was at the zeal of the Lord. Do you remember those times? You can't walk in that, or you can walk in the memory of that, but you can't walk in that continually. That experience, that, that time of, of, of feeling strong and powerful in the Lord, you know, that's then and this is now. A lot's happened can't walk in that experience. You can walk in the memory of that experience, but you're not going to be able to continue to walk in that experience. God wants us to continually walk in the experience and the power of God. That's why we need a fresh new anointing. We need something fresh. I need something fresh. I love this time of year, and I can open the front door and I can go outside and go I can smell the cool fresh air (laughs) yeah it's definitely cool and it's fresh you ever anybody ever grilled you know what that is it's a propane tank you ever grilled with gas? You know, some of you use charcoal and stuff, but those of you that, that have grilled, you know that uh, it's kind of frustrating when you go to start up your grill and that tank is empty. You got everything together, you got things ready to go, and sure enough, that thing's empty. And guess what we end up doing? We take this thing. Honey, where are you going? I got to go get gas. And we exchange an empty one for what? I'm ready to grill now. The old, now we receive the fresh and the new. It's the anointing. You want to receive... Some fresh anointing today. We need to continually walk in renewal. Paul talks about in Ephesians chapter 5, to be filled, to be filled, to be filled, to be filled, to be, to be filled. That Greek word to be filled means to be continually filled. To be filled to overflowing. So it's flowing all the time. So when I go to start up my grill, I, I, I turn it on and I got the heat. I got the power. I got what it takes in order to be able to grill those steaks or chicken. Can I get an amen? How do we be continually filled is the question. How can I be continually filled when, when there's things in my life that I have to deal with and, and things that I got to go through and it's tough to be continually filled. I'll tell you, we need to talk with each other. We need to connect with each other. That's what's happening this morning. You're getting filled. 
We come into a time of of worship and we're singing together. We're praying together and we're being filled. We're worshiping together and we're being filled. We're making melody in our heart, not just our head, but in our heart, and we're being filled. All these attitudes and actions keep us filled with the Holy Ghost. Full to overflowing. That's why you can leave church sometimes and you're like, woohoo, I can take on the world. And then if I can see you about Monday afternoon, you're going, I'm barely getting by. <laughs> but we've got to be continually filled, and I know that's what God wants to do. He's going to continually fill us today. Some of you may be asking, will the Lord anoint me with fresh oil? Yes. Yes. Some of you may be asking, do I receive this fresh oil? Wait a minute, I might have messed up. Maybe I can't receive this. No, you can receive it, and you receive it by faith. We receive this fresh oil by faith. As long as I receive it by faith, as long as I receive it by faith, I can operate in it. I can begin to value it like David valued it. I can groom it. I can cultivate it. I can seek it. And that's what we've been doing. Some of us for 21 days, we've been saying, we're just going to meet with Dad. The anointing is complete for you to serve the Lord. Let's turn with, uh, turn with me. I've got a couple more scriptures. Isaiah 61. I'm going to read verses 1 and 2. It says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring the good news to the afflicted. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and freedom to the prisoners. Verse 2, and to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all those who mourn. What can we expect today when we receive a fresh anointing of the Lord? Well, why is He anointing me? And what's He anointing me for? Well, it says very plainly, To bring the good news to those that are afflicted. To heal the brokenhearted. To proclaim freedom for those that are captive and held in bars. To set the prisoners free. To speak favor of God upon their lives. To comfort those that are in need. To empower you for service of the Lord. So the anointing acts like an accelerant. Do you know what an accelerant is? It's a wood. You put a wood into the fire, it can be an accelerant. You put gasoline on a fire, it's an accelerant. Guys, you know on a barbecue grill when you put that lighter fluid on there? It's an accelerant. It causes it to burn quicker. It causes it to burn hotter. It causes it to to spread out. It causes it to come to another level in heat. An accelerant. (laughs) That's what I can expect. That's exactly what I can expect. The first thing that you've got to know is it's going to inspire you to get active. Number one, it, it will inspire you to get active. To heal the brokenhearted. Set the captives free. Pray for those that need it. Be a light in the the dark world. 
The second thing I want you to know is that fresh oil will heal you where you hurt. It'll heal you where you're hurt. David understood this. It'll cleanse wounds. It'll be like a ointment. Like a what is that ointment when you cut yourself and you neosporin. It'll cleanse wounds, the anointing wheel. Isaiah says this in verse 3, to grant those who mourn in Zion, giving them a garland instead of ashes and the oil of gladness or the oil of joy instead of mourning. We need to break off some sadness. The difficult difficult economic time and things are not good and we can look and be sad sometimes we're sad just we're sad and you don't know why you're sad you're just sad that depression oppression is on you God says I just want to break that stuff off that spirit of despair it's got to go hopelessness has got to go I can't pay my bills It's got to go. Mourning and despair, it's got to go. God wants to purify. He wants to cleanse. He wants to break that stuff off today. It's kind of like taking that empty propane tank to the store and bringing it back full. It's called exchange. Give them the tank, and what else you got to do? You got to give them some money. And what do they do? They give you a full tank. Give you a full tank. Keeps you going. Let's you get back to grilling. Cooking out. The third thing is it creates a powerful exchange. When you're anointed today, fresh oil, fresh anointing is going to create a powerful exchange. It's going to exchange the emptiness to fullness. It's going to exchange the hurt and the pain to healing. It's a great exchange. It's an exchange. It's an exchange. It's an exchange. You exchange that tank for something. Give them money. Give them my empty tank. I get a full tank. I'm ready to go again. Verse 6 says, You will be called by the priests of the Lord. You will be spoken of as ministers of our God. You will eat the wealth of nations, and in their riches you will boast. Here's the exchange. Verse number 7. Instead of your shame, you will have double portion. Instead is an exchange word. Instead of that pain and hurt. Let me give you faith and healing. Let me give you hope. Let me give you confidence. Instead of being depressed and in despair, let me bring you joy. Let me bring you love. Let me bring you happiness. It's an exchange word. He said, instead of that shame, why don't you, I'll give you a a, a double portion. And then he goes on and says, instead of humiliation, 
They will shout over joy for their portion. Therefore, they will possess a double portion in their land. Hallelujah. Prosperity, not of gold, not of money, but having enough resources to live and to live well. Having enough resources to give and to give well. Having enough resources in your life that you're able to make and impact other people's lives. He says you're going to get a double portion. We need to approach life as if your father is the king of everything. And we don't. A lot of times we get a little tight. We get a little stingy. The waiter didn't do a real good job, so we're only going to give them 10% instead of 15. When God gives you some, maybe we need to let it overflow. Maybe we need to let it spill out. Maybe we need to say, I, I, got, I got some. You want some? And I just spill it out on you. Are you with me? Let it overflow. When the joy comes, let it overflow. Don't just hold it for you or for your family or for the moments that you need it, but let it begin to overflow. And people around you, and you say, wait a minute, I got a little bit of joy here. My mother-in-law is like, don't get close to me with that water. You can overflow the anointing, but don't be overflowing some water on me. When God blesses us, maybe we just need to let it overflow. Maybe we need to get some on us. Get some on some others. Can I get an amen? Amen. How many of you know God is not a Scrooge? And I want you to be anointed with fresh oil today. I'm going to have you guys come and move this podium. I know things are hard. I know things have been tough. I know it's been difficult in your life at times. But I want you to know that God is still a God of His promise. I want you to know that we serve a big God. We serve a God that is faithful. He's faithful to you even if we're not faithful to Him. He's strength in our time of weakness. Lord, break us out into a fresh anointing. Are you a sheep here today? Are you a son or your daughter here today that wants to receive a, a fresh anointing of the Lord? That's why I'm here today. I'm here to give it out. Here's what I want to do. I want you to exchange something today. I want the great exchange to take place. So I think I'm going to move this little guy right here. This is just a symbol of exchanging emptiness for allowing God to fill you. Here's what I want to do. We're going to have some teams that we're going to come up. And I want to anoint the teams. Pastor Shell, I'm going to ask you to come with me. I want to anoint the teams first. There's going to be four teams. Shelly and I are going to anoint those teams, and those teams are going to turn right around and anoint the ushers. A lot of times when we do things, they get left out. Or they're last. And the Bible says those are last will be first. So we want to anoint the ushers. And then what we're going to do is we're going to have you, if you want to be anointed with oil, fresh oil this morning, we're going to have you line up in this aisle or that aisle. 
And there'll be an usher there. I don't want everybody to come to the altar yet. There'll be an usher there, and they'll release you to those teams when they're empty. Now, I'm asking the teams not to, not to get into a 10-minute prayer. I want us to, I want us to know we're, we're praying for healing. We're praying for comfort. We're praying for protection. And, and I want to honor you because I want to have time for ministry. I don't want to put pressure on the back back there if we minister till 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And we have long prayer. So I want you to come up, but I want you to be ready to exchange and to be filled this morning.